0: Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to the podcast. I trust that these are ministering to you and that you're enjoying them, that they're challenging you. Um, I want to continue on today with our Christmas editions of the podcast. And these are some of the best, uh, some of my favorite times of the year are around Christmas time and just getting together with family, getting to spend time together uh, with people that I care about and getting to just celebrate the birth of Jesus and celebrate all that he's done. You know, we look at the baby in the manger, but uh, we also need to look at the cross as well at this time of the year, because ultimately uh, the birth of Jesus was what led us to be able to experience the cross and to be able to be forgiven, to be able to be set free. And so, Uh, It's important to remember that, yes, Jesus came as a baby, but he also grew up and died on a cross for our sins. And um, this time of the year, all that is taking place, all that's going on all over the world, we've got to remember that the cross is the ultimate focal point of our faith, that Jesus uh, died on that cross, that he rose again, he's coming back again. And so uh, Christmas is part of that story, part of that narrative that got us to the cross, and I'm so thankful for it. I want to read to you a uh, scripture today as we get ready to go into the Word of God. Uh, Micah five two says this, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, although you are small among the tribes of Judah, from you will come forth for me, one who will be ruler over Israel. His origins are from old, from ancient days. And this is, a, is an amazing, just an amazing verse because Bethlehem, uh, Ephrathah, you know, we are all looking at the nativity scene and thinking what a, an amazing thing it is. What a beautiful thing it is. We, we talked about that a little bit last week, but Bethlehem was this little town that everyone looked at and thought nothing good could ever come out of Bethlehem. Nothing good could ever come out of there. Bethlehem meant the house of bread, uh, and Ephrathah, The, the context of this verse here is that it was a small, little, insignificant, forgotten, runt of the litter, too tiny to be important town. And a lot of people who are listening to this uh, have grown up in a small town. You've grown up in small town areas. Maybe you live in a city now, but there are a lot of people who grew up in small towns and you feel like nothing good could ever come out of your town. Nothing good could ever come out of the place where you grew up. And that's kind of how people looked at Bethlehem. They looked at it as just this little quaint town that it was just kind of a place where people might stop by to, uh, They might stop by for the night, but they wouldn't want to move there to stay there type thing. Uh, It was somewhere you paused at on your travels. And so uh, Bethlehem was this little insignificant place. Have you ever felt like you were small, that you were insignificant? Have you ever just felt like people looked at you and thought, they're not important, they don't have any purpose, they're too small to have any big meaning? You know, Mary was this young girl, and the angel showed up to her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now imagine this little teenage girl minding her own business, awaiting her wedding day, when all of a sudden an angel appears to her and says, you've found favor with God, and you're about to have his baby. The Bible says that, At first, Mary was troubled, then she accepted it and said, Be it unto me according to thy word. So Mary said, Let this happen to me. Let this happen to me as it is God's will. We know the story. They ended up having to go to Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus decreed a tax. And the Bible tells us in Luke, it says, While they were there in Bethlehem, remember this is the little town nobody said anything good could come out of, nobody said anything good about, it was this downtrodden place. And the Bible says, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and the glory of the Lord showed round about them, and they were sore afraid. I want to focus on the shepherds here for just a few minutes, because they're often overlooked in the grand scheme of things. In every nativity scene, we see the wise men, we see the shepherds. But I think it's important to fully grasp what went on with the shepherds. I know we like to focus on wise men. We like to focus on gifts. And that's going to be one of the topics of an upcoming podcast. But these shepherds were in a situation where they were just out doing their jobs. They were just out doing the mediocre jobs that they had all grown up doing. Shepherds were normally... A family business. The shepherds were the ones who just took care of sheep in the fields and they were raising sheep for sacrifices. They were raising sheep uh, for wool. They were raising sheep for food. They were taking care of these sheep and they were just out in the fields now, this was at a time where they didn't have TV and they didn't have internet. There was no CGI editing. There was no holographs. There was They had never even seen a photograph. The entertainment that we have today wasn't even invented or accessible at that point in time. So they're out doing their jobs that they've always done. And they're just out there standing in the fields with their sheep looking for things like wild dogs that would come in and eat sheep or robbers that would come and steal sheep. And they would do these jobs not because they wanted to, but because it was what their father did and their grandfather did. And they would be out there just with the sheep day and night watching them. That was their sole job, watching the sheep. And one night, the only thing they had ever known was sheep and watching the sheep shepherding one night all of a sudden a guy shows up floating in the sky and starts talking to you not only does he start talking to you after he appears but the shekinah glory of god appears and wraps light all around you and the other shepherds in the fields Now, they had never seen or experienced anything like this before. The Bible tells us they were sore afraid. I guess you would be. (laughs) You would be petrified. Most of us today, if we saw an angel appear in the middle of a, a church or in the middle of our house with the glory of the Lord shining the way that the Bible describes here, we would be sore afraid too. There are examples in the Bible of people that saw angels and fell down on their face. And they were scared. You know, the angel said, though, fear not. That was the first thing the angel said to them. Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Can I tell you today, God doesn't want you to be afraid of him. God doesn't want you to be afraid. He doesn't want you To run from him. He wants you to run to him. And this angel showed up with a message. And a lot of the time. When you see an angel in the Bible appear. You will see these very words. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Because that is our natural response. When we are in the presence of something supernatural. When we see uh, God's glory. When we see his true power. We uh, become afraid. If you saw an angel. In the field. And that was the only thing you had ever known was sheep and and fields. And you saw an angel floating in the sky, you'd be afraid too. But these shepherds listened to the angel. And the angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And right off, the shepherds are told that this is good news. There's going to be news that's going to make them happy. It's going to make them feel good. It's going to help them out. It signified to the shepherds that this angel was sent and someone was concerned about them. Someone was concerned about how they felt. No one except for other shepherds really even cared about how they felt. But the angel announced to them, God cares about you. They were the lowest of the low in society, the poorest of the poor. Someone actually cared about them because they had this dirty job, and people uh, just kind of shunned them. They didn't have a lot of interaction because their lives revolved around the sheep. They were outcasts. They were the kind of people that no one wanted around. They were the ones that all the cool kids looked at in school and said, don't sit with them. Don't sit at their lunch table. They smell. They're dirty. They're kind of shy. They don't have nice clothes. They were the rejects of their day. They were the ones who would get picked on, they were the ones who would experience rejection, they were made to feel like they were nobodies, maybe there's somebody listening to this podcast today who feels like that themselves, maybe you've been made to feel like you're a nobody, maybe you've been made to feel like nobody cares about you, maybe you've been made to feel like you're a reject or an outcast from society, that you don't have the best, can I tell you today, God cares about you He cared enough to send his only son to die for you. Jesus was sent for you just like he was sent for the shepherds. You are a somebody. God has a plan for your life. God loves you so very much. And you don't have to feel like you're an outcast. These shepherds were the kind of people that nobody called them to spend time with. And these shepherds were just out there in the fields. And the angel shows up to this bunch of rejects and says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The shepherds who nobody paid any attention to a shepherd who was despised by society because he was dirty and unclean, a shepherd who was treated badly by people and made to feel like a nobody and a nothing. And I have to wonder if the shepherds might have looked at each other that night and said, Unto us? To us a Savior has been born? He came for us, the ones nobody wants, the ones nobody wants to spend time with, the ones that nobody checks up on, the ones that nobody cares about. Unto us, a Savior has been born. I wonder if they thought maybe the angel got the wrong people. I wonder if they thought maybe the angel had come to the wrong place, that the angel meant to go in the city somewhere where there was a palace and and announce it there, or the angel meant to go to the synagogue where all the religious people were, and and say it there, that unto them had been born a Savior. The angel showed up in the field to a bunch of rejects, a bunch of misfits, and said, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Maybe you're listening to this podcast today and you're saying, unto me, unto me, there's been a Savior born. Unto Nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. Nobody wants me around. But you're telling me unto me that someone cares. Can I tell you today, someone does care. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the one who came. He came for you. He came for everyone who feels like they're not enough. He came for everyone who feels like they're rejected. He came for everyone who's hurt. He came for everyone. Not just the rich, not just the powerful, not just the preachers or the people in church, not just the ones who have it all together. He came for you. Unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And the angel went on to say, This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste, honestly probably leaving the sheep in the fields. You don't hasten anywhere with a whole flock of sheep. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. These shepherds were the outcasts of society. And all of a sudden, they were the ones who were running, and they were the first to tell of the Messiah's birth. They were going around testifying to people of the baby Jesus. They were the first ones to proclaim his birth to other people, and they couldn't even fit into society. They couldn't even do certain things that other people could do in society. But they were the ones that God chose to tell about the birth of Jesus. They had witnessed one of the greatest events in history. The Bible says, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So Bethlehem, the insignificant place. Jesus was born in a place where everyone said, There's nothing special that will ever come out of there. He was born in an insignificant place and announced to insignificant people who then went and announced it to everyone. Now, remember, Bethlehem is also the city of David. It's the place where David was born and raised. He was a boy there. And he was raising sheep in the same fields that these shepherds were raising their sheep. They were eating grass from the same pastures and walking the same hills. David was another boy who knew all about rejection. When Samuel showed up to anoint the next king, his family didn't even call him in to be part of the lineup. He was so rejected that everyone said, there's no way he could be the one. This was the same place where Jesus' ancestor David was rejected. And then Jesus' birth was announced first and foremost to the most rejected members of society. Do you see a pattern here? Do you see that Jesus didn't come to the most popular place and get announced to the most popular people? Do you see that he came to the place where everyone said, don't go there, that's a terrible place to go. And he was announced to the smelly, dirty people that no one else wanted to be around. I just wonder if Maybe somebody listening to this podcast has been rejected by people and you think that nothing good will ever come out of your life. I wonder if there's anyone who's heard nothing good ever comes from Bethlehem. Insert your city's name or your town's name right there. You might as well give up on your hopes and dreams because nothing good ever comes from there. I wonder if anyone's ever dealt with people thinking you were no good and making you feel like an outcast. Your family rejected you. Your friends rejected you. Your people in school rejected you. The people in your job rejected you. You had people f- turn their backs on you when you needed them the most. They walked away when you needed them to stay there with you when you needed them. When they needed you, you stuck it out with them. But when you needed them, they turned around and they were gone. Maybe there's somebody listening who's been told they'll never amount to anything. The devil's whispered in your ear, your family's was broke your you'll never make anything out of yourself. There's a history of this or that in your family, and you're just going to go down the same road. You feel like someone who's always watching everybody else get their blessing, always watching somebody else get their break. You're always getting passed by when opportunity comes. You've gotten stepped over and someone else gets the promotion. Someone else gets elevated and you sit there saying, when's it my turn? Why has it happened for me? And you hear those things long enough, you'll start to reject yourself. You'll think you'll never be anything. You think you'll never make anything of yourself. You think you'll never have enough. You look in the mirror and sometimes you can't even stand yourself. You don't like the way you look. Your hair doesn't look the way you want it to. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not handsome enough. You wish you had different skin. You know, these shepherds were right there with you. I've been right there. I know what rejection feels like. I know the enemy likes to heap it on you from your family and at your school or at your place of work. I know what it's like. To reject yourself and start to hate yourself and hate who God created you to be. I know what it's like to feel like you're worthless. But I've got good news for someone. Because one day when Bethlehem was lying nestled in the hilly countryside and it was being rejected. And one day when the shepherds were quietly watching their sheep at night. And one day when David was out tending his flocks. God said, I'm going to use these things in a way that no one else, no one will ever forget And those who have rejected you all these years will see that you've been chosen. And God turned the situation around and put Bethlehem on the map. And he recorded the very words that the shepherds spoke. And he had Samuel anoint David as king. And if you've been rejected by people, just hang on. Because one of these days, God is going to look at you and say, it's time. And he's going to put you on the map. He's going to pull you out of the darkness and put the spotlight right on you. And he's going to use you for his kingdom. A lot of the time what happens is you think you're being passed up and stepped over and taken a back seat to other people and you think it's not fair. You've seen other people get their blessings and their opportunities and their promotions that a lot of the time what God is doing is he's separating you until the time is right. A lot of the time while you're sitting and you're waiting and feeling like your ship is never going to come in, God is just keeping you set aside for himself and when the time is right it's like he shoots you out of a cannon and you're on a whole other level god will do that so everyone knows that it wasn't even you to begin with that it had to be him And so often what we do while we're waiting in the wings is we bellyache and we complain, but God is just holding us back until he can release us in a way that really gives him glory and stands out more than anything. And all the while we're sitting there while while people are, are going forward and we feel like we're being held back. We see other people. I can't have you tied up in that or you'll miss it. I'm sure the little town of Bethlehem was sitting there and people who knew all the prophecies were looking around saying, any day now, God, you can send the Redeemer any day. We've waited for generation after generation. No sign of his coming. We've watched and hoped and prayed. We're under the rule of the Romans and we're tired and we're weary. We know that you have prophesied that our time would come. But when, God, when? And all of this time, everyone is looking down at Bethlehem saying, what a tiny little town where nothing ever happens. And this little village sitting here in the mountains. And I'm sure that the shepherds got tired of being the ones who were avoided by everyone. They were tired of being the ones who no one wanted to be around. They were tired of everyone looking at them as smelly and dirty. And and I'm sure they got lonely out there in the fields. I'm sure they thought that this is... This can't be all there is to life, rejected by family and friends, rejected by the people in the town, until one night the light came down from heaven and a little baby was born. An angel showed up and proclaimed the holy birth. And everyone wanted to know, at that point, what happened in Bethlehem. Suddenly, all eyes were on this little town that everyone had rejected, And it was the focus of angels, and it was the focus of kings from the east, and it was the focus of Herod. And all of a sudden, everyone wanted to hear what these shepherds had to say. They wanted to know what they had seen and what they had heard. Today, you listening to this might be rejected and cast down. You might feel like you've been pushed aside and stepped over so someone else could get their blessing their promotion but God is saying to you just hold on a little longer because he's about to shine a light on you and everyone who looked at you like you were nobody and in nothing is going to have to say God has done something in their life God has blessed them look at them now we want to hear what they have to say and you're going to be the one they want to brush up next to because they'll see God using you and they'll want the glory that is on your life in their lives God hasn't been ignoring you. He hasn't cast you aside. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's just keeping you hidden until the time is right for you to break out. All you have to do is stay where he planted you and be faithful to him. Delay is not denial. You're still going to see the promises of God fulfilled in your life. Don't let the devil try to tell you that rejection from people is rejection from God. You might be from a little town where everybody says nothing good ever happens, but there is nothing impossible with God. Don't give up hope today. You're about to see God's glory. As I close today, I want to read to you from Zephaniah chapter 3. This is verses 19 and 20. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather those who were driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. At that time, I will bring you back, even at the time I gather you, for I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples in the earth. Do you see what God does? He'll do for you what he did for the shepherds the people who nobody wanted to hear from, all of a sudden were the people that everybody wanted to hear from. So if you've been rejected and outcast today, you feel like the shepherds in the fields no one wants to talk to, know that God has sent to you a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I want to pray a prayer today. This prayer is called the sinner's prayer, and if you've never accepted Jesus into your life, I want to give you that opportunity. He's the best thing that could ever happen to you. And if you feel like maybe you've been away from God, you need to pray this prayer and rededicate your life to him. I want you to pray along with me as well. God loves you so very much. And he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he's going to reveal you at the right time to the right people for his glory. Let's bow our heads and pray. If you want to pray this prayer, just say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe he's your son. I believe that he died on the cross and rose again. I believe he's coming back again. And I believe that his blood has the power to cleanse me from my sin. So wash me clean. Forgive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you prayed it many times, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know that you prayed this prayer, and I'll agree with you. I'll reach out to you, try to help you on your walk with the Lord in any way that I can. It's not not just a prayer. It's a relationship. This is the beginning. This isn't just a one and done thing. You've got to walk with the Lord every day, and I'm here to help you with that. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you are feeling like the shepherds felt, hold on, trust God and watch him move in your life. Your time is coming for him to use you greatly. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. We're going to continue on with these Christmas episodes over the next couple weeks. Thanks for listening. God bless you. I love you. And I'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer or by visiting www.calebshafer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.